I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So uh, I have to blame you guys as well because, um, as I said before, I've been listening to you when I fall asleep and my dreams have been i get savage nightmares <laughs> horrible horrific i had one what's where, the worst nightmare you've had i had one where someone blowtorched me and and I, they called me rhino neck and i felt in the dream that i could feel the blowtorch on me <laughs> so sweetie so, have you ever had that have you surely you must have some dreams after writing some things about stuff do you know what? I've only ever, there's only ever been one case that has made me lose sleep. And I don't know if it was just, it was a pretty scary case, but I had a dream that there was a witch sat in the corner of my room eating babies. Oh my oh. God. That was classic. pretty, that was pretty rough. <laughs> what do you mean classic? Is that classic, what, is classic? classic dream. <laughs> <The> classic. <laughs> like we're doing some sort of yeah. like ink blot test, but with my dreams. Like, mm, oh classic. my God. Hannah, that's, that just means, textbook. that just yeah. means, uh, you know, you're worried about how much you're paying for your internet. That's what that dream means. <laughs> no, it means you're some serious sociopathic psychopath. That's what it means. Witch eating babies. It's horrendous. It was horrendous. Hannah, it was the case that we did, the the one that I did for Halloween 2017 when it was the baby in the fridge. Oh, so ages ago then. Yeah, yeah. Was she like cutting them up with a knife and fork or just like... Just, just, have you seen The Witch? The new witch, the movie. No, I haven't. I tried to watch it, but I thought it was really boring. <laughs> so, like the witch in that eats the baby. That's how I was dreaming. Spoilers. They were, spoilers. <laughs> There's a witch that eats babies in that film, guys. Wait, Hannah, Hannah, have you ever, <laughs> Hannah, have you ever had any dreams like that? Surely. You- I feel like this is no criticism to to you, Sruti, at all. But I feel like Hannah is the tougher one of of the. I feel like Hannah, you're the tougher one. I feel like you're the one who can, you know, if it's if it's about like, I don't know some real weird incest and some murders and stuff. I think you're the one who goes like, I'll take the reins on this one. I've I've, I've got this one. Isn't that right? Um, I, I, yes and no. I feel like in real life, Sarusi's definitely much tougher than me. <laughs> just a gibbering wreck. But like on the show, I think, yeah, I just, I don't get that bothered by stuff. Like I don't have nightmares. Like I feel sad for people more than I am concerned about being eaten alive or anything like that. I think it, I, that, that stuff doesn't bother me. I get bothered mm-hmm. when like, no one comes to pick up their like 14 year old boy from the police station and then he goes to prison. Like that, that I think about more. Aww. Yeah. Wait, he goes to prison, the 14-year-old? Oh, yeah. So he's a, one of the Central Park Five. His name's Kobe Wise. He wasn't even there. And he just went to... Um, he just went down to the police station with his friend who was on a list because his friend was scared. And, like, all of the other members of Central Park Five, all of their parents came down to wait for them in the police station and no one came for him. And he went to Rikers Island for 11 years. Grown-up prison. Wow. What? Yeah, he was 16. <clears throat> And he had a hearing disability. Yeah, he? he had like a pro- auditory processing problem. So like when the police are explaining to him, not that they were trying particularly hard, like he just 
it wasn't keeping up with what they were saying. So I think about him all the time, and that makes me feel Is sad. Is he still there? No, he's out now. They've all been exonerated now. Did he get like compensation? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. They, but not enough. But they got, uh, they got compensation. Wait, wait, guys. Fifty th- quid. Th- th- that is, that is horrendous. So this, th- this, I had a crazy statistic that something like seven percent or, or something like that of people who are incarcerated are wrongly incarcerated. Like there's, there's a lot of people who, who are kind of just like not. So has Hannah? I, I thought Hannah, you just frozen for a second. Sorry, <laughs> I was like, Hannah, are you still alive? No, you're fine. Um, but Sorry, th- yeah. apparently that's the case. No, Benny, that's the that's the sort of statistic. That's awful. This poor kid who had a hearing disability sent off for eleven years of your life to prison and and wrongly accused. You can't communicate. You can't send anything to anyone because no one's going to listen to you. That does this happen quite a lot? Um, yes. I think yeah, yes, it definitely does. It's difficult to prove in terms of statistics because people who are currently incarcerated, it means they haven't been exonerated yet. So you can't really prove one way or the other until it's gone through the courts, like legally speaking. And obviously, there are going to be, be people in prison who did do it who say they didn't. So it's dif- difficult yeah. to know until it's gone through the courts. But of course, it happens all the time, all the yeah, time, a lot more absolutely. than people think. A lot of pe- people wrongly convicted. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. I think that's what the best argument against. Um, uh, capital punishment, really, because certainly, like I just, I think the the there is a sort of conflict of interest in the judicial system to just uh, that they just want to convict someone often to get it off the you know you know because they they, ha- they have to have these cr- so- crimes solved right they can't have these things just hanging out there yeah exactly God that is imagine being sent away to prison knowing you haven't done anything wrong that is yeah like. I, I mean, I'm not saying I would prefer to be in a in a torture dungeon because I wouldn't. But I mean, I would. That would be that's awful. And just knowing that you're innocent and having to go away for ten, twenty, thirty years. What do you get? I mean, it, it, what do you get compensated? I mean, nothing can ever. You know, you can't be compensated for that kind of time. But what? Well, it depends. Yeah, it completely depends. I mean, a lot of the time, um, you won't be eligible for parole unless you admit admit the thing. And if you, a lot of people won't do it, so they end up in prison for their entire lives because they won't admit this thing. Um, yeah, that's quite common. Um, and I think that yeah. Sorry, no, go on. Oh no, I'm I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, no, uh, that that was it. That was totally. I'm just, just done on that. No, I was gonna say. I think the comp. It's because I was googling something to double check, and then I couldn't. I wasn't. I can't pay attention to two things at the same time. Clearly, I was just no, watching I was Hannah. Say. I was just staring at you <laughs> saying that. Um, because no, about the compensation. So one of the cases that we talked about recently was the Peter Falconio case in Australia about the British backpacker. He was there with his British girlfriend. He disappears to this day. He's never been found. People in the media were obsessed with the fact that she had done it. And the police that had that were investigating that case were the ones that were the infamous police force involved in the Lindy Chamberlain case, which you guys may know as the Dingo Ate My Baby case. No, I don't mm. know the Dingo Ate My Baby case. So you know the I'm phrase. obsessed with like, people eating babies. You love, you, know, you it's love like it. It's like a theme. You love it's it. <laughs> oh, God, if they're eating <laughs> babies, give it here. I it's know, get it, it's a dingo. But it was the one where, I guess the phrase, a dingo took my baby or a dingo ate my baby came from because it was this woman in Australia who went camping with her, like, I guess, like, one-year-old, maybe less than one-year-old. The baby goes missing. She says a dingo took the baby and killed it, ate it. Um, But nobody believes her. They put her in jail. She was in jail for years. Um, I was trying to figure out exactly how long. A very long time. She was exonerated eventually. I think, like, at least a decade later, when they found the baby's remains in a dingo den. No. Oh, wow. 
she got $1.3 million for maybe a decade in prison. Oh and a, her baby is also dead. So and also the whole year? country thought she was It was, was also in like the 60s, wasn't it? So it's like maybe. real person <laughs> exactly. money. Yeah. Listen, we're going, yeah. But One point how much? $1.3 million in the 60s. She got that in 1992. Oh, uh, good point. Sorry, excellent point. Excellent point. Yeah, no, no. She wasn't, it wasn't in the 60s. I think it's it would have been. actually quite a good uh, return. <laughs> <laughs> On 10 years. Okay, so... As soon as she didn't have any overheads, you know. No, very cheap. And it's very cheap to live in prison. But no, it happened in 1980, and then she was re- she was released in 1992. Uh, oh, right, so, so I'm to- talking completely out of my ass, sorry. Yeah, no, 10 guys, years, $1.3 That is one of those things where you get caught, and they go, where's your baby? And you go, this is going to sound weird. But <laughs> <laughs> this is going to sound fucking weird. But a, a dingo... Yeah, we're in we're in Australia, right? Yeah, a dingo came over and ate it, and they're going to be like, "Sure, you're in jail." That's what's going to happen because you can't prove it, right? And that that's is what happened. God, that, that must be the most sort of like the most trapped place where you just have no proof to prove your innocence, but you know you're innocent. Yeah, and the grief of having lost your baby, and now you're in prison, and the whole world thinks that you're a baby murderer. So it's pretty much the worst thing that could possibly happen. But but it's 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 crazy, isn't it? That you can actually be, you know, like like all of us, just living our lives, being you know good above the above the law, not above the law, but like <laughs> following <laughs> the law, like a typical social following the law. I'm above the law. I'm above and, the law. I don't and, care and, about and, anything. You know, paying our taxes, doing all that, and then suddenly, you know you get accused of a murder you didn't commit. It's just, I mean, God, that would be awful. Yep, that's it. And yep. then suddenly you're in jail. <laughs> suddenly. Yeah, you'd be like, holy shit, that happened fast. What, what's, what has <laughs> happened here? I don't really... So do you, do, do you guys do uh, any kind of um, advocacy work for people who are in prison for crimes they didn't commit? I mean, do you, so you, you know, when you're in your true crime stuff, are you also trying to solve crimes where people have been wrongly convicted? Uh, we haven't done anything with wrongful convictions, but we have uh, this year been working with uh, We Can't Consent to This, who um, are a advocacy group trying to end the rough sex defense in the UK, which is essentially like, in a nutshell, um, that uh, there are lots of cases of women dying at the hands of their partners or ex-partners, and the partner will get a reduced sentence or get away with it entirely because they'll say oh, it was it was a, a sex game gone wrong she consented to it and she died accidentally um, and that is now no longer allowed in courts in England and Wales so that's really? a good thing Less it's than the people- misuse of it because in these cases it was things like basically saying that if I shoved this spiked instrument into her she consented to it oh and it killed God. her but like where does the responsibility firstly you can't say that someone can consent to their murder. That should be a thing. And also, like, she's no longer alive to say whether she consented to that or yeah. not. And she's dead. So oh. what? it's the idea as well of, like, you should reasonably know that certain actions are going to put somebody in such danger that they could end up dying. So it's not about coming down on people's kinks. It's about protecting women who are being murdered and then men are retrospectively using. They can't anymore, but yeah. were retrospectively using this defense of saying, well, she consented to it. It was just rough sex. It's not my fault she died. And yeah. I think that the the few minor, small cases, everything should be dealt on a case-by-case basis. But what we were seeing was the flagrant sort of um, abuse of that loophole rather than it protecting uh, people's kink. And also, in my opinion, I feel like 
people's lives are more important than just protecting people's yeah. But uh, So actually, you know what you were saying, Hannah, about, uh, about feeling like, you know, because of your um, podcast, you feel very um, equipped for your... Um, Inevitable murder. But then, do you do you not also worry that maybe there are there are people out there listening to your podcast who who you know maybe want to commit murder and they they are like trying to equip themselves to get away with it? Yeah, I I have thought about that and sort of the ethics of. Um, how that works but what we like don't like csi you know people you know yeah but like no one's going CSI. after fucking forensic files for the same <laughs> shit are they and they like step by step like show yeah. you how to do it i think what we we try and stay away from being a like how to get away with murder show um, <laughs> but like i think i did actually the one we released this week i did put something in that episode that i think that i shouldn't have and I'm now going to say oh, it again. Really? Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> Let's really double down yeah, yeah, let's on it, Hannah. Let's go into another podcast. <laughs> wait, wait, let me just get <laughs> yeah. mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go into another podcast. Come on. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> basically bleach doesn't remove all of DNA, but oxygen producing bleach like Vanish does. Oh. Hang on, can you just say that one more t- just, <laughs> just, 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 yeah, to everyone who's listening? But, <laughs> you but, psycho, um, Hannah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I've got another, uh, but I've got another question yes. for you. Um, I recently watched this thing, which was really promoted and trending on Netflix, and I just thought it was the worst serial killer series I've ever seen. I just wanted to know what you thought of the fall. This Cerise is going to have to take this one. I ain't seen it. Okay. <laughs> oh, so I watched the fall, and to be honest, I found Jamie. Dornan, is that his name? I thought he's really unconvincing. He's awful in it. It's so bad. It was just making me. I I hated all of the scenes with him in it. I hated all of the scenes. Yeah, and actually, I didn't really like um, uh, Gillian Anderson's character either. I thought she was just. She was was a bit tragic. She she was a bit tragic. But what I would say is, I love Gillian Anderson, and I feel like she's so stylish in it. She's so cool. She's such a badass, and I love the idea of just like. The it's rare that you have like a strong female lead and I was like that's good but I hate the whispery voice that she yeah. did throughout yeah, the exactly. entire show was I was cringe. like Gillian just, and he just was a terrible Gillian, Gillian, can Gillian. You speak up. We want to hear more. Listen up, Gillian. Uh, it was. It James, was also like he was just like, awful. oh yeah, I shagged him, and what? And what? Yeah. I felt like we I get slept it. with him too. We get it. I was like, You're oh, yeah, sexually it's like, liberated. Yeah. We get it. Fuck it was. It out. seemed more like like a propaganda piece to me. But 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 also, I found I found that like he was just a really sloppy. Serial killer. It was just he like was not so it, boring. He was, he was so boring. He was, boring he was so cliched. He was like, oh, I'm so arty with my drawings. <laughs> I hated him. I hated him. I really. The thing I did think that the show did really well, and I did enjoy it. I'll admit, I watched it all and I enjoyed it up until the last ending. I watched it all two. and I regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> the 
one thing I thought that they did really well is I liked all of the victims. I thought that all of the victims, I cared about them. I was sad when they died, but I did not give a fuck about that serial killer. He was the most boringly written serial killer I've ever seen. But but aren't serial killers, so so Anna, aren't serial killers not that interesting? Oh, it depends. I think... Every, yeah, everyone's got their favourites, haven't they? I think generally... <laughs> who's your favourite? I love... Everyone's got, got their... Who's your favourite? The ones who use the weird bleach that you like? Ted, no. <laughs> you like Ted Bundy? Yeah. No, Alien Warnos is my favourite. Why is he your um, favourite? Because it was the first case that sort of really turned me on to true crime. I watched a Nick Broomfield documentary about her in sociology A-level when I was like 17. And she just had like a really shit life. And then um, uh, she murdered men on... She would... Uh, pretend to be a hitchhiker uh, and then she'd kill them and she's got quite a high body count and um but it's sad because the person who gave her up was her girlfriend really oh, no. she had no friends in the world oh yeah so, so i i've got a real soft spot for her so, so it, it's sometimes it's quite a you, you feel quite it's like the day of the jackal if you ever watch that movie he's the bad guy but you feel for him you know sometimes you definitely feel some sort of emotion towards the serial killers because they're it's they're obviously damaged souls right and they're trying to fill a void and in fact, they probably, you know, like your favourite, um, she obviously had been mistreated and beaten down, I, I suppose, by men her entire life. And so her payback to all of that was the fact that she'd kill them. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a good point, I think. And I think that, I mean, that's how I feel about her, whether that's ethically correct or not. I don't know. Because if you flip it and it's a man and he's just been like turned down by women his whole life and starts murdering them, we'd be like, that's outrageous. How dare he? You know, like it's... It's a tricky place to be in. How but she, I, that's I, the thing is, that's the thing about the fall, right? Is <laughs> the fall, here is we it, go. It, it, seemed, <laughs> it, seemed, it seemed at every point that rather than saying, oh, yes, he's a serial killer, you know, they, she was like, he's a psychopathic sexual sadist. Like, he, like it's just some <laughs> mental health issue. You know what I mean? Like, I just didn't like... It was like almost excusing the... the he was like, you look, he's sick. <laughs> 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 wait, wait, but, 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 Hannah, so how did this, uh, what was her name? Alien Warnos. Alien Warnos. How did she kill her victims? She shot them in the back of the head. She'd make them kneel down and, like, execution style them in the back of the head. Why would they kneel down? Because she had a gun. Yeah, and I think it was uh, her exerting her dominance over them. God, quite sexy. Like, weirdly, weirdly quite sexy. What, do you want me to kneel down? All right. <laughs> I'd have been down in a heartbeat. Oh, what Right, a... guys? Right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> but what, okay, if I, it, what, but what, I, the thing is I understand, right, and we spoke about this on the, when you came on last time, you always said, so do you, I think you were the one who mentioned, you said that it's, it's a lot of the time, most of the time, it's, it's the boyfriend or the husband or it's the wife or the, some, it's someone close to you. But there are the occasions when serial killers just go out there and they just freely murder different people for, for no reason whatsoever. They're just trying to, wh- wh- why do people do that? What is normally the reason behind they're doing this? I mean, that is the kind of golden million dollar question yeah. in the world of true crime. I would say... You've got different types of killers. So the kind of people who snap and kill their spouse or the kind of people who even plot to kill their spouse, but for monetary gain or to be free of them or whatever it may be, is sort of one type of killer. If you're looking specifically at serial killers, it is what you were saying, Jamie. They are damaged people. And I have been doing some research into this recently for something Hannah and I are working on. And uh, most studies show that at least 50% of serial killers um, report some form of childhood abuse in their early years. 
So when you look at that proportionally in the general population, that is huge. I think it's something like nine times. They are nine times more likely to have been sexually abused as children. So and also that 50 percent is also misleading because they are self-reported um abuse cases so they're telling you after they've been caught that I was abused as a child some of them will deny that they were abused because it's too vulnerable it makes them too um they're too ashamed of it so they would never tell you anyway so I think it's probably much higher but like the damage that that does to a child's psyche a child that is already genetically in some way predisposed towards violence is the kind of soup that you're making that turns do you into think, a serial killer. Do you, think, do, you th- you think people are genetically predisposed to violence? For sure. And I think that that genetic predisposition can come from either just nothing to do with you and it can just have been the way that you were born and structural issues with the brain. So literally you could do <clears> a brain scan and see that, for example, parts of the prefrontal cortex, which is the part of mm. your brain that is responsible for executive function. So emotion and impulse control anger things like that language communication is damaged or doesn't like but that's not genetic much. right that's physiological it can be, it can be. so what as, as in, in can be genetic so, um, so, so there's a there, there can be a genetic uh, trait passed down uh, absolutely which would, yeah definitely and there can be certain genes that um uh if they are triggered and they express themselves lead to somebody having lower levels of impulse control lower levels of empathy and lower levels of communication. And then you put all of those things together with someone who is then abused, they become filled with rage, they become filled with uh, deep-seated shame and anger at the world. And then you are basically creating the recipe of somebody who goes up grows up to become an incredibly dangerous person. So it isn't, the reason that we don't see more serial killers because we have a lot of abuse victims in the world, we do. Not everybody who's abused goes on to become a killer, not even slightly, and not even violent. The point is, it's when you have all of the stars, so to speak, align with one person and the end result is this person who is incredibly dangerous. Okay, so, so, and this is the sort of, we've taken up too much of this is the last one. So, you know, there was an amazing documentary that Louis Theroux did on paedophiles and it was an interesting one because it was basically, do we feel sorry for them or do we not? Because it's these urges that they can't control and perhaps it's all these different things. Is there a suggestion or an argument to to believe that serial killers, like you said, have used the metaphor of the soup, that they have come together in the soup and they've had abuse, all, you know, all, all, you know, let's talk about the, the gold star of Syria. They've had abuse. They've had this, their, their frontal cortex is broke, all those different things. Is there an excuse to say, you know, it's actually not their fault that they have gone out and killed people? No, no. Okay. No, it's because people only have responsibility when, yeah, over their That's actions. exactly it. It's like, you know, your, it's a choice. your mental health is, is not your fault, but you are responsible. Sorry, Jamie. Yeah. Shit. All right. So I I would yeah. say, you're not going to get off that easy. I, know. I would say the only time that I would say that it, because the whole uh, reason of uh, insanity as a defense, the whole reason of being like this person was genuinely did not know what they were doing is incredibly rare. And that is only we see that when somebody is suffering from like severe psychosis. I think in like colloquialisms, we use the term psycho. And I think people use it to mean somebody who is psychotic, but they also mean it to be psychopathic. It's a bit confusing. But if somebody is suffering from psychosis and they genuinely are hearing voices, they're seeing things, they don't know right from wrong, they don't know what they're doing. In that case, I don't believe that it is their fault and they need to be treated. They need to be removed from the population. They need to be treated because they're dangerous. But somebody who is just psychopathic, 
that is a choice that There's you are making to go and kill somebody. Because actually, there are many psychopaths who who you know are, are kind of acknowledge it and make a choice to not because because that's the thing like even it's it's the eternal question of choosing good over evil right you actually it's it's easier and more seductive to to be evil but ultimately more fulfilling you know in the long run to be good look i i think guys we could chat about this all day but francis we need to have the answer to the question of (laughs) the week do you remember what you all said i said nicotine hannah what did you say Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I Anna? said nicotine and Jamie uh, stole it. Well, I, think, I, guess I said it first and you took it. So, yeah, whatever. <laughs> potato, potato. We said nicotine. Yep. Yeah, well, let's see you in court. <laughs> Not if I murder well, you first. And, and Shruti? I said it was some form of naturally occurring MSG, which was a cop out of an answer. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it's actually nicotine. Oh, my God. Yes, got it right. I got it right. <laughs> I didn't realise well that were addicted. I don't think I've ever been gagging for an aubergine. Like, how no. much do you have to eat? Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Brilliant, <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Jesus, hey, hey, guys, listen. Um, as I said before, I am huge. I'm a huge, huge fan of your podcast. What you guys are doing is so incredible. I think uh, I, I love other podcasts when you come on here. Yeah, it's amazing. We, we oh, chat about murder. And... Yeah, it, it really oh. is. And to all of our listeners, if you haven't gone uh, over and checked out Red Handed Podcast, go and do it. You guys are. are phenomenal kind of uh, storytellers uh, you really are and and congrats for going solo and this is what you're doing and you can subscribe can't you to your to your podcast because you guys do this for free you've gone solo yeah they've they, 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 you know they quit their jobs and and gone for it oh oh gone full time you mean yeah gone solo what is <laughs> yeah. That? Yeah, yeah i'm leaving you're... and starting my own show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god don't say those things <laughs> but guys where can we go and subscribe to um your extra episodes and and different things like that where can we get that from so you can uh, listen to Red Handed wherever you listen to your podcast. We're Ding. on everything. I even think we're on Google Play now, which is uh, super exciting. Oh, I didn't know if that. You want... Yes, I found out. <laughs> so if you uh, want extra content, though, because we do churn out like six or seven pieces of content a week or something now, extra on patreon.com slash redhanded, which is for those of you who have already binged the entire back catalogue. Thank you very much. God, no, honestly, Hannah Street, you guys are so epic. Thanks for coming back on. Hey, guys, what we like Thank to do at you. the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Hannah. I reckon you've got this. Take it away, Hannah, with something really. If you um, use your bleach one, if you're going to commit a murder, <laughs> clear yeah, it up. That's a gr- yeah. If you going to scrub a bath that you murdered someone in make sure you use vanish <laughs> use vanish um and then mine would be although we have committed to this brand of us not becoming a how to get away with murder podcast we're not technically on our podcast so we'll make private parts a how to get away with murder podcast <laughs> if you are um having thought crimes don't write them down and uh, post them on the internet don't do that because that's how they'll get you <laughs> there you go is everyone sufficiently inspired <laughs> <laughs> ladies thank you so much everybody we'll see you next week bye bye guys bye. thank you that was so oh you're welcome
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.